Welcome to the Unapologetic Designer Podcast, where we chat controversial design topics and expose the raw truth about life as a designer. I'm outside today, so you can expect lots of chicken noises and extra loud ones in this particular episode. This past September, I thought that I was going to be making around 20,000 which is something that I have done before, so that's not necessarily a new accomplishment, but I actually ended up making 30,000, which is a new record for me. I have not ever had a 30,000 month before, and I also at the same time stressed myself out so much to the point where I actually became physically ill. (laughs) So I'm going to talk about how that happened, how I relieved it, what I'm going to change and do differently in the future, and all the things in between. So maybe you can avoid making the same mistakes I do or just get an inside look at the reality of what the behind the scenes look like of having a month like this. I'm not saying that it's not possible to achieve a record-breaking month without issues like this, but I want to share my experience. I'd also like to note that the income I'm referring to is solely from my design business, and it has nothing to do with the income that I make from being the co-founder behind The Brief Collective. So first I want to talk about how I actually had a 30,000 month. A lot of summer projects I had been working on all wrapped up during the month of September, so that was a significant amount of income right there. I also received a lot of unexpected brand collaboration opportunities, which also amounted to a significant amount of income. And then I did work on a few smaller scale projects for longtime clients, which ultimately resulted in $30,000. But the stress that came along with it was not worth it. Like, if I could go back, I would not do this again. Yes, having a $30,000 a month is amazing. Who would not want to have that type of income? But the impact it had on me was not worth it. Like, if I'm going to have another $30,000 a month again in the future, I want to do it differently and in a much healthier way. So near the beginning of September, I took my annual CEO vacation with Marissa my co-founder behind The Brief Collective. And prior to us leaving for vacation is when I was trying to finish up a lot of client projects and send out final invoices, final files, and get everything wrapped up. That being said, I have been dealing with one super difficult client for nearly half a year. This is the same client that I had to send a pause fee to. They have been a pain in my ass. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Like... This client in particular alone has contributed to a large amount of the stress I experienced. This is a client that I knew prior to signing on I wasn't totally passionate about and I should have listened to my gut and I should have passed them along to someone else because had I listened to my gut, I probably would have prevented a lot of stress, but I didn't listen to my gut. I signed them on. We had been working on a project, everything was going good, and then I was waiting on their final feedback, 
And they did not give me their final feedback for weeks past the deadline. And that's when I implemented the pause fee. After I implemented the pause fee, they gave me the feedback. And then once I got the feedback and made the changes, they still wanted more minor requests. And I mean, these are like the most detailed little minuscule requests like this button on the contact form doesn't need to have a red asterisk or just the littlest of little things. And in addition to to those changes or to the things that they kept asking me to quote unquote fix, they wanted to know why or how every little thing worked. Like getting on the verge of me having to teach them web design, which is just not acceptable. Like I'm here to build your website and hand it off to you. I'm not here to teach you how to build and work an entire website platform. And I do provide my clients with a website training session, but these clients wanted far beyond what I typically provide. And I'm just going to keep talking because the chickens are going to keep doing that for a while. Every time they get into the, like this clucking phase, it doesn't stop. So during the beginning of our trip, after I had sent this difficult client their final invoice, they still had not paid it because there were still things that they wanted me to adjust. And in their eyes, these were things that were bugs or glitches, which I can't even describe the things that they were asking because they really weren't bugs or glitches. It's just that things weren't working exactly the way they wanted them to or like they had really complex requests that might have seemed simple on the surface but actually required a lot of coding to make possible so I'm on this trip still waiting for them to pay their final invoice and the day that we're flying back I receive a email notification saying that they've booked a call with me and I told them the last time that we had a call that that was their final call with me. So the fact that they took it upon themselves to go ahead and book a call as if that were okay was stressful. I immediately declined all of the calls, canceled their call, and emailed them saying, hey, last time was the last time I was having a call with you and I told you that. And I'm not going to have another call with you again. And basically I had to threaten them in order for them to pay the freaking invoice. Like nobody wants to have to do that. So during our trip, I was stressed a little bit over that. Like it was kind of in the back of my mind. And then after I came back, there were still things that they were asking for. Like, for example, they wanted people to have the option to upload a document to a specific form, which by default, this form says the document is required because that only makes logical sense for what they were asking for. But they wanted it to be optional. And just because of that simple change they wanted required the assistance of my dad, who is a developer who has helped me and taught me a lot over the years about what I know. And we probably spent like to three hours just coding this thing to be able to make this document 
upload feature an option instead of making it required. Like that's the type of stuff I was dealing with. So I'm, you know, spending a bunch of extra time working on their little minuscule requests that are really just ridiculous. And that's adding stress because I'm doing that when I should be spending time doing other things. And I'm, you know, at my boiling point with these clients. And then we also had a semester that was really close to our previous semester at the Brief Collective. Like, we've never had students graduate and then new students start so fast before. And I think that was a mistake because I do not think we had appropriate time to update or implement things. So I ended up updating things over the weekend when I should have been relaxing and instead I was working. So that's when, you know, I kind of felt burnt out already because of what I had been dealing with with those clients and stuff like that. And I could tell I was kind of burnt out, but I still kept going because I have really high standards for myself and the things that I put out into the world. And for the most part, that works in my benefit, but sometimes it is a detriment to my health. And this was one of those times. So I was working over the weekend, already burnt out. And this is when I kind of started to feel the headache coming on. And I kept working anyways. And then I went to the gym with my significant other. And while I'm in the gym, I'm starting to feel the anxiety coming on. I'm starting to feel... Like my chest, it's feeling like it's almost like almost in a panic state. It's, it's very hard to describe. You know, this isn't some like I've experienced this feeling a few times in the past few months, but this time it came on really bad. And then I got an email from one of my longtime clients. I opened up this email and she's had 2000 fraud orders placed on her website. And I care deeply about my clients, especially this one in particular. She has been with me since I started my business And she is one of the very few clients that I have on a retainer because I don't offer that to clients anymore. But I keep her on the retainer because we have such a good relationship and she's just a really good client. She has a really great business and she does a lot of good in the world. So when I read that email, I immediately, you know, started panicking even more because I'm like, what on earth? I've never had a client receive fraud orders before. Like it's, it can happen to any online business, but I've never dealt with it before. So then I'm like, I need to leave the gym. Like I I told my significant other, I'm like, we need to just go home. Like I'm starting to really panic. I can't even focus. Like I want to go deal with this. And like, I just need to, I need to go home. So we go home and then I start trying to deal with this fraud order thing. And this was like a Saturday maybe. And I think I've dealt with it. And then time started passing. Like it was Sunday and I slept in late, but I still had a headache, and I just felt tired. Like, I felt so tired, even though I had slept in. And then Sunday evening, I receive another notification from my longtime client who says that the fraud orders have come through again. So then Sunday night at 11 p.m., I'm sitting there on the couch with my laptop open, trying to make this stop. And my client wasn't blaming me like I didn't have to do that but for me like that's her livelihood and that's her business and like I said I care deeply about my clients and 
So for me, that was something that needed to be addressed so that her business can continue moving forward. And that wasn't an emergency situation in my eyes. So yeah, then I'm working Sunday at 11 p.m. And like throughout the past few days leading up to that, I was already burnt out and I kept working. And that past week I had had Starbucks every single day and caffeine makes anxiety worse. So I'm sure that was probably a contributing factor to the panic feeling that I was having in my chest. And basically I wake up Monday and I, I text Marissa and I'm like, I, I'm not going to work today. I can't come to our team meetings. I'm not going to work. I've stressed myself out so much that I am literally sick. Like my head would not stop hurting. And it was like, I don't even know what type of headache it was, but it was the headache where like I can feel it when I look around, when I open my eyes, like the headache was just there. So Monday I'm like napping and just like laying around all day thinking like, okay, maybe if I go to sleep and wake up, it'll go away. Nope, didn't go away. Monday afternoon, I did decide to go to a family member's house and like getting out of the house and like just being able to be present and talk with family members definitely did help start to relieve the panic feeling and like relieve the stress. Tuesday, I did a very minor amount of work, like replied to some emails and like spent time outside and just, again, tried to take my focus off of work and like just totally focus on relaxing. No planning, no making content, no working, like just being present and relaxing. And then really today, Wednesday is the first day that I've kind of felt normal again, that I felt like I'm back to my normal self. I'm having more energy. And as you can hear, I'm outside right now. Like I'm not in the office, still not doing a lot of work. I'm not doing my usual work with me Wednesday on my stories. Like I'm just taking it easy. So yeah, like I made the most money I've ever made in September and it was also the most stressful month ever. And I never, ever want to make myself feel like that again because it, it was absolutely awful. Just the fact that I felt so exhausted and could not get rid of the headache. I think the headache for me is the worst part. Like that's what was killing me. It was days of having that headache. So my bank account looks great, but like it, yeah, it wasn't worth it. And moving forward, I'm really learning how to step into the role of a CEO and train our employees at the Brief Collective to do a lot of the things that I had ended up working on over the weekend so that I don't have to control the back end as much anymore. And I can lean on other people to update certain things and handle the operations because realistically that's not something I should be doing anymore as a CEO. And the back end of the Brief Collective is quite complex because we do live launching and like that's why up until this point I was mostly the one who always handled that stuff because it's easy to screw it up when there's so many working pieces. But now I'm like fully ready to like train other people like you know let the team take over most of that stuff because like I, I can't do it obviously I can't do it anymore 
And I realize that now. And I realize how important it is when you're building a really big business with a really big team that you've got to learn how to train other people, even in the most complex of tasks. And I'm sure, you know, later down the road, hopefully I'll have my first $50,000 a month. But I don't want it to look anything like <laughs> the September. I don't want it to look anything like this. I don't want making that much money to impact my physical and mental health. Now that we've gone over the stress and what it actually looked like, I'm just going to share some fun things that I've done with the income. <laughs> so first off, I've hired a Pinterest marketing person. They're going to be working with me to make like a year's worth of Pinterest content because Pinterest has never really been a priority for me. And I want to start, you know, exploring alternate ways to get clients that don't involve always making social media content. So I think that hiring this Pinterest person is really going to help me do that. And I'm really excited to see the results of Pinterest and what that looks like in terms of traffic and client acquisition. I also bought a lot of expensive food. One of my greatest pleasures in life is food. I love food. I love coffee. I think that food is one of like just the simple joys that everyone can appreciate. So like one of my meals last week was $86 cheesecake factory order. And let me tell you, it was not worth $86. Like it was actually, most of it was like trash. Like it was garbage except for the cake. <laughs> so like it might be because also we ordered it really late at night. So like we got everything that was like left over from the day. But that was one of the things I spent money on. We got like fresh, like totally handmade organic burgers from this new burger place and the sauces were on point. I had, like I said, Starbucks every day last week. Was it smart? Probably not. But I wanted it and I knew I could afford it. So we got Starbucks every single day. I also bought a ticket to like this pumpkin resin making wine and design thing with some friends and I'm looking forward to that. So I think for me, when it comes to making a good amount of income is being able to enjoy things like that in life without worrying about the cost. And I always think that reinvesting the money you do make is very important to growing your business. I'm probably going to go to a retreat in January with Marissa again. It's the, probably going to be the same one we went to last year. I'm probably going to have another photo shoot just because like I love photo shoots. I love getting updated photos and it's within my means to do so. So I think that like when you are having really good months, it's also important to enjoy the income, reinvest it, and also save a good majority of it. So yeah, like that's that's my 30k month experience <laughs> so far. And like I really do hope in the future I can come back to this podcast with my first 50k month and it not be so stressful and you know it be something that isn't so hard because I don't believe that making income like that has to be hard. I think that it can be easy when you have the right systems 
the right structure and the right team in place. And that's what I'm working on doing. I hope you enjoyed this episode and it was insightful. I'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Unapologetic Designer Podcast. If you'd like to submit your unapologetic design opinions, head over to the link in my description to submit yours anonymously. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can follow our Instagram page or you can sign up to make a monthly donation. I'll see you in the next episode.